to The Collective. The Collective is you, it is me, it is every woman. Raising the vibration of the fucking planet as we show up, step up, and serve the purpose we were put here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I am the queen of blending the woo with the work, and I'm going to show you how to do just that. I'm an entrepreneur, podcaster, speaker, and spiritual business mentor, and I help visionary women just like you build online businesses so they can have the impact they are here for and call in the abundance they are so worthy of. Get ready to become unapologetic, abundant, and aligned as fuck because the universe has put you here in divine timing and you're exactly where you're meant to be. What is up, my love? Welcome back to another episode of The Collective. I am so excited to bring you today's episode where I'm actually sharing with you an interview that I was on. I love to do this here on the podcast. I love to share interviews that I am a part of because honestly, it just lights me up when I get on someone else's show and they're asking me questions that I wouldn't necessarily think of myself and the divine flow that literally just comes out in response to those questions is magic. And I wanted to make sure that you didn't miss this one because this is one of my favorite interviews. I absolutely loved this one over on the Badass Lightworker podcast with my girl Ella Sang. If you have listened to episode 128, you'll know that Ella has been on my podcast where we talked about Kundalini practices and NLP and reprogramming your subconscious mind and literally all this good stuff. And then we decided like, hey, this was too good. We are so aligned. We need to do part two. So we did it over on her podcast. I'll link her podcast in the show notes if you want to go and check it out. But I wanted to make sure you didn't miss this interview because like I said, there are so many fire questions and so many divine downloads that come through that I need you to hear. Inside of this episode, Ella and I chat all the things. We talk about my journey in bridging the woo with the work and how that has all come about. And if you aren't sure of this, you'll literally love it. It's so freaking good. We talk about how you can balance the masculine with the feminine when running your aligned business, something I am absolutely freaking massive on. It is literally what I am all about, blending the spirituality and the strategy to call in that massive abundance and have the impact that you are here for. We talk about getting clarity on your purpose. So if you've been struggling with that for a little bit and not really sure about what it is that you want to do or how you want to be showing up, then this episode has got you. (laughs) We talk about showing up with confidence as your most unapologetic self, which girls, you know, that's what I'm here for. I want you to be unapologetic. I want you to step into your power. I never want you to apologize for who you are. And we dive into that on this episode. We talk about moving through money blocks and so much more. And we also dive into my morning routine and my sacred morning rituals, which I get asked about all the time in the DMs over at Tay Ray Official. If we're not connected on Insta, come and hit me up. What are you doing? Um, but yeah, I get so many questions about my morning routine and we really talk about it inside of this episode. So giving you the inside scoop to literally exactly what my morning routine looks like and some of the practices that I have incorporated into what I do that serve me so freaking much. And I know that there's going to be little takeaways and things that you can incorporate into yours that you'll love as well. So super excited to share this interview with you. If you love it, definitely make sure that you tag me in your Instagram stories at Tay Ray official, and you can tag Ella as well to let her know that you loved it and that you found it here on the collective at P.S. I'm Ella. All right, my loves, so excited to share this with you. Now let's get into the interview. Amazing. I am so excited to have on the Badass Lightworker podcast today, Taylor Ray. Welcome, Tay. <laughs> I feel like there's like a crowd, like, woo. <laughs> that was a very, I feel very like, oh, 
thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be so fun. Yay, me too. We have a lot of juicy questions to dive into today. So before we jump into that, let's get into some quick spiritual speed dating questions. So first of all, what's your favorite crystal? Apophyllites. I love it. Everything about it. And why is it? One, I really like the word apophyllite. I think it's fun to say. That's not the main reason, but that's a little good side note. I just honestly, I think it is so beautiful. I've been obsessed with it for a really long time. I have the most gorgeous cluster that literally found me. I didn't find it. And I just love what it's about. It's all about helping you to release negative energy and connect with your higher self. And it releases feelings of anxiety and it allows you to just clear out your energy and just connect to like your third eye chakra and like just all, all the magic stuff. And I just, and being around it, I feel amazing. So yeah, that's why it's my favorite. I love it. Yeah. I have a cluster too. It's so pretty to look at. And what book is your favorite spiritual staple read? I am a big fan of, I've got a couple. I'll say the vortex was the one that shifted everything for me. So I have to give that one a shout out by Esther Hicks and, um, or Abraham and, um, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, like literally just yes. everything. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one that did it for me too. I was just like, oh, wow, the present moment. Oh <laughs> After God. that, it's like, it all makes sense. <laughs> the secret to everything. Yeah. And what was your most memorable spiritual or soul connection experience? Mm, such a good question. Um, for me, it was the moment that literally created everything that I'm doing right now. So I won't go into the whole big story, but basically had a business prior to this, had a huge breakdown burnout moment mm-hmm. and was in the midst of why me? I've been doing this for two years. Now I don't have a purpose. What the hell? Like, And was feeling very sorry for myself. And I remember walking down my hallway one day and I wasn't spiritual at all, like literally not spiritual, not religious, nothing. And this voice just hit me. Like it was like someone stood in front of me and said to me like, this is happening for you, not to you. Like you need to realize that. I know every time I tell it, I get, um, I know. And, and that was, that was it for me. Like it shifted everything. And I was like, okay. And I just started opening myself up to receiving so much more around that. Like, okay, like I'm open to whatever that means. I don't understand. And that was how then everything else kind of landed in my lap around energy and universal laws and manifesting. And so yeah, it changed everything. Uh, I love that. I can't wait to dive deeper into that. I love it. in those moments where we're like, what is going on? And that just really invites in that space for divine guidance. And what's your favorite piece of spiritual wisdom? Something that has really guided you along your journey? It literally has to be that. Like everything. <laughs> that you. <laughs> I swear by it. I say it all the time. I tell it to my <laughs> audience like I talk about it so much and I seriously think it just guides everything because if you can lean into that energy of like it is literally all happening for you like you are so divinely supported the things that are amazing you celebrate even more and the things that are difficult you can still celebrate because you're like okay it's happening for a reason even if in this moment it doesn't feel like it and it feels fucking hard and I hate going through this you can still lean into the fact that like I might not understand why right now but there is a reason long term and I'm just open to that and trusting in that and just knowing it's all working out exactly as it's meant to yeah I absolutely love that I came across that the first time in the work your light deck i'm not sure if you have it the one by rebecca Mm, yeah but i kept on drawing that card when i was like what is going on and i was reading it i was like oh my goodness like it just totally turned a light bulb in my head 
Yeah. And how beautiful is that deck, by the way? <laughs> I know. I love her stuff. <laughs> and what's the most important trait for you and a soulmate partner? I love this. You, know, you already have a soulmate partner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, for me, the most important thing is that they see you fully. Mm-hmm. And to me, that encompasses everything. So it encompasses obviously the trust side of things and the honesty side of things and supporting you in your lowest of lows and your mm-hmm. highest of highs, you know. And that for me with my partner, James, has literally been so true from the absolute get-go. I, When we met, I was not who I am today at all. Mm-hmm. And we've been together for nearly six years and it's been such an involvement over time. And the entire way, like he saw me for me as I was, but he also saw me for all that I was going to become when we first met and really held space for that. And to me, yeah, if someone can see you fully for all that you are and support you in that, then that is what you need. Yeah, I love that. Super beautiful. So now let's jump into the bulk of the juicy questions that I have for you today. So to start off, can you please tell us more about who you are, what you do in your business and how you shine your light in the world. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my name is Taylor Ray. Um, so basically what I do, I'm the queen of blending the woo with the work. So what I do is I help women who know that they are here for more to step into that unapologetically and to claim the shit out of it and to realize like you're being nudged for a reason. Let's go there. Like you are worthy of massive compensation for your light. You're here for a massive impact. Let's step into that impact and call in the income as a result. So what I do is I blend the spirituality side of things with the strategy side of things. So I help women to move through the limiting beliefs and the fears and all that shit that like holds you back and keeps you safe and keeps you small to step into your purpose and your power to show up and to build online businesses that allow you to connect with the people that need your life, that need your message, that need your mission. And then I give them like the systems and the strategies and all those things that allow them to reach the people that are literally waiting for them. I love it. I am so freaking aligned with that. And I love that blending the woo with the work. So how did you decide to embark on this journey yourself of becoming an entrepreneur and specifically one who blends the woo with the work and not just hustle, hustle, work, grind? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, the entrepreneurship side of things has, it's it's all like, it's always been there. I definitely like, so I went to university and I studied business at uni and majored in marketing. Um, and I loved it. I actually fell into that, um, but I loved it. So I finished uni and then I went into like the corporate life and thought that was where it was going to be at. And I had all the ambitions of, yeah, to scale that shit up. Like let's become CEO, like, you know, all the, all the corporate <laughs> dreams. Um, and so that's where I was. And it didn't really take me very long to realize like, what the fuck, this doesn't align with me at all. Like I felt really like suffocated to be honest. Like I would come home all the time, like, in like so much anxiety, like so many tears, like this is not it. Like there's got to be more than this. Like I feel so stifled. Like I just feel like I'm not doing what I'm here to be doing. And for a long time that was really upsetting because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that it wasn't that. And then I realized like, okay, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm supposed to do something on my own and I don't know what that is, but I just need to start to like dabble in it. And so originally at the time I was very, 
into, I'm still into health and fitness, but I was just really, really passionate about it then. And so I became certified as a personal trainer. Um, and I started my own PT business called The Fierce Project. And it's funny because so much of how I show up now is how I show up, showed up then. And it was just for women. So it was about helping women to find their fierce through fitness. And so it wasn't really about like the aesthetics of your body. Like the girls all came in like, yeah, they love the workouts. But I was like this wild woman who would be like <laughs> running around like, yes, get it. Like, and so like the empowerment side of it, it was so fun. Um, the empowerment side of it was where it was at for me. And like, obviously their bodies and physical, like whole thing changed, but who they became through that process was incredible. So that was great. And I loved doing that. But this is where the hustle piece comes in. Basically, I obviously went into that. And like I said, I wasn't like spiritual or anything. And so I went into running the Fierce Project from the corporate mindset. So I went into it with like, hustle the shit out of everything and you'll be successful. Like that was my whole belief. And I also was someone who was like, you can do it all on your own. Like you don't need any help. And I'm an Enneagram 3, so I'm an achiever. (laughs) (laughs) It has so many beautiful benefits, but you have to be so aware of the fact that if you're not careful, you have very workaholic tendencies and that I'm first to put my hand up and say that. So yeah. And, and that's exactly what I did. So I literally was working, I can't even tell you like 70 hours a week. Like I was running 30 classes a week and then also doing all of the admin, all of the back end, the finance. And then I was like, let's also compete in powerlifting because that was what I was passionate about. And then also, why don't we just build out the online side and start doing online fitness challenges? So I had all these things going at once. And if we all can sort of guess where this is going, which obviously, but for some reason I didn't pick this up at the time, I had burnout. Like I literally just went through a big breakdown and there were so many signs along the way. Like at one point I was in hospital and I was in hospital messaging all of my clients being like, don't worry, we can run the boot camp from my garage tomorrow. Like, it's fine. I'll be right. Like, I'll just sit down and the girls are like, what is wrong with you? Like, stay home rest and that was I just was so in it you know and so there, yeah there's a lot of signs along the way but ultimately what happened I physically I tore I got dual bursitis in my shoulders I tore my rhomboid in my back I couldn't even do a push-up anymore um and then you know emotionally like a lot of anxiety because like oh I can't do a push-up well I'm a PT what the hell am I supposed to do you know so then it was like I can't do this thing that I'd been working on for like two years the better part of two years And then it was like, well, what the hell is my purpose? Well, my God, like I'm going to lose this whole thing. And so a lot of anxiety came from that. Um, And then, yeah, I ended up having to be like, I can't do this anymore like this. And ultimately, like it wasn't really aligned with me anymore. And I knew that I did want to shift. And I know, again, the universe was just working out for me. Um, And yeah, and we ended up moving to Melbourne around the same time as well. So it was all perfect because I did ultimately want to be online with my business but I had built this physical business out of that's what felt easier at the time. And I was in it feeling almost trapped by it as well, because I was like, I don't want to stay here. (laughs) I don't want to be locked in this little suburban town. Like this is not like, I want to be bigger. I want to reach more people. I wanted to be online. So yeah, it all worked out exactly as it was meant to. And so yeah, the, the breakdown happened, the burnout, the anxiety, a lot of tears, like crying myself to sleep all the time. And that was when that moment happened for me where, you know, I was walking down the hallway and I first heard my intuition. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a light bulb went off and it was suddenly like, oh my gosh, like I just had this realization and obviously you open yourself up to it, but things started landing in my lap. Like books would get recommended to me or podcasts that I had never 
like I wouldn't have looked for, you know, and I had no idea about manifesting or any of that. And um, I just started to open up to be like, okay, sure. Like anything that sort of landed in front of me, I was like, yep. And I just started listening and learning and reading and doing all the things. And yeah, basically just started to apply it to my life. And then that's how I started this business. I just started a whole new Instagram account. I let go of everything that I was doing before. I just started talking about it. Like I just started talking about manifesting and all the things. And then people loved it. So I was like, okay. And I started a podcast and that was my podcast that's still going now and it took off and it basically built my whole business. But the thing is what I learned from like the last business was like, you cannot just be hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. And so what I took away from that is I started to apply the energetic side of it and bring in the more feminine practices and bringing in the flow side of things and doing the inner work, like really making sure that, you know, your energy is aligned with the action that you're taking. And I started to apply that to my business and literally skyrocketed like within eight, 18 months it like we built like a multiple six-figure company so and that wasn't happening in the business prior as much as I was force force forcing so I just realized that and started to apply it and so that's why it's so important to me for those that are building their own businesses is like you cannot be one or the other like it has to be a blend of both and of course there's going to be moments where you're going to be more in your masculine or you're going to be more in your feminine that's fine like give yourself permission to do that but just realize that overall it does need to be this harmony of obviously the spirituality side and the strategy yeah thank you so much for sharing that with us because i definitely saw pieces of my own story in that with the burnout. And even now, to be completely honest, I'm at that phase in my business and life where I'm like, I need to invite in that feminine, that flow, because same thing as you, like I came from corporate, I came from a traditional Chinese upbringing, which is like, you better work hard or you're going to suck. You're not going to be successful. And I've done so much subconscious unraveling around that, but it is still something that creeps up. And I know that for you, you know, as you are blending in the energetics and the feminine practices, you talk a lot about total alignment and coming about your business and your life from a place of total alignment. So how can other light workers begin to tap into total alignment or even just start to define what does total alignment mean for them? Mm, that's such a good question. And, you know, like I said, like there's going to be moments where you go in and out and trust me, I still have moments where I go in and out and obviously yeah. being, <laughs> being free for me. And obviously there's difference, you know, not everybody falls into the stereotype with Enneagram three as well, but like, or Enneagrams in general, but for me, I am very stereotypical around it. And <laughs> it's easy for me to slip into the masculine and go really far into like the forcing side of things when I'm leveling up, when I'm going to that next level in yeah. my business, then obviously, and it's like anything like that, like limiting beliefs are still going to come up. Ego is still going to pop up for you. And then obviously I've gotten really good at that over time and recognizing that and coming back. So I just want to mention that because like never feel bad if you are like, fuck, I'm trying so hard to like get into alignment. I don't know like what to do. The feeling bad is not, is the thing that's causing the non-alignment. And that's like the biggest thing when you focus on like, how do I get to being in alignment? You're always going to be focusing on that. You know, you will be creating more wanting to be in alignment rather than just being in it. And so one of the biggest things is like, instead of searching for something, realize that you already are and start to affirm that to yourself. Like I am in alignment. How can I just be, you know, rather than feeling like you need to force it, how are you already it? And so when you start to lean into that, obviously that's going to come from asking a lot of like the questions that's going to guide you. So for me, the biggest one is what actually feels good to me. Mm -hmm. 
And it's literally it, like tapping into your higher self guidance. Like what feels good here in this moment? Not what should I do? What would my audience think if I did this? What, what, what do other people think is the right thing for me to do here? Like it's none of that. It's not about the external. It's about going internal and asking yourself the question, like what ultimately feels good to me? And giving yourself permission to realize there are no right answers. Like there is no set structure to how to do this. There is no one secret path to how to build a business. Like, and trust me, there are people who are going to make you think that <laughs> in marketing and don't get me wrong for them. That was the way that worked. So of course that's true for them. So that's not a bad thing that they're saying that that is the way that works for them. So of course that's what they're going to teach you. But there are going to be other people who did it a completely other way. And that's right too. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, it's not about thinking you have to find the one secret thing. It's about realizing like it's all right and none of it's right. And you get to choose what's right for you, but you've got to tap into asking yourself that first. Like what feels good for, to me? What am I guided to deep down in my gut? That little feeling, everybody's like, my mom always used to talk about like your gut feeling when I was younger and I was like, yeah, whatever. And now I'm like, no, like that's your intuition. Like, (laughs) but like when you have a little nudge or a little bit, if you feel like something is just pulling at you, like it's pulling you for a reason. Like, do not ignore that. Like it's going to keep coming up, keep coming up, keep coming up. So the sooner you start to trust in that guidance, the sooner things are going to start working out for you because that is you stepping into alignment. Yeah, I love that. I love just like that emphasis on like there's no right or wrong because sometimes I think we're just like, well, what's like the right formula? Give me that morning routine formula that I just need to follow and then it's going to work out. But it's so much more about beginning to tap into the essence within you and know that even for yourself every single day, it's going to look different. What you need on Monday is going to be different than what you need on Friday just continuing to tune in. So I absolutely love it. And also the point about not needing to have more and instead just looking at what do I need to release so that I can fully be, right? I don't need to have anything more. I don't need to do anything more. Even for myself now, I'm actually challenging myself every single day to have moments of nothingness, which is literally like just sitting there and not doing anything and like allowing myself to simply be. And that is like one of the hardest practices. Yeah. Yeah. But so powerful as well. And like, I'll add to that too, where, you know, the ego wants the answers. Yeah. The ego that is desperate for the, sh- the, the exact answer around <laughs> it and uses it to literally keep you trapped because the more that you focus on, well, I don't have the answers, so I can't do the thing yet. Mm. That's where you're going to stay. But if you can go, okay, well, what if I didn't have the answers and it was all still working out in my favor anyway? Yeah. I love that. Ask yourself that question and allow the space for the action to find you and for you to be guided to what it is that you need to do next. And then just take one step, just do one thing. You don't need to have it all planned out. You don't need to have every single thing mapped out, which a lot of us really, and I used to feel like that all the time, Mm -hmm. feel like I had to have this huge plan and all the steps. You don't need that. You just need to know what you're guided to right now in this moment and take some sort of action around it. That's taking aligned action. Mm-hmm. trusting that when you do the next step will be revealed to you mm-hmm. i love that and that is actually the perfect segue into my next question which is all around purpose and the whole idea of finding your purpose stepping into your purpose for a lot of people that can be super big overwhelming and just scary because it's like okay it's like this big purpose like how am i supposed to find it 
So what's your advice for newly starting spiritual entrepreneurs and lightworkers for gaining clarity on their purpose without feeling like it's a big daunting task? Yeah, I love this question because like I said before, when I was in corporate, I was like crying every day with this issue. Like I put so much pressure on myself to figure out my purpose. And like, I just remember how stressful that felt. And it's a horrible place. Like I understand if you're going through this right now. And I love that I get to help women with this all the time, because like I said, I've been there, so I know what it's like. And so for those that are going through it, there's a couple of questions that you want to ask yourself around this. And so the first one that you want to ask yourself is like, what am I actually passionate about? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you enjoy? Like what lights you up? What do you find yourself unexplainably always talking about? Like you just can't help it. Or you like Googling it late at night or on Pinterest, making secret boards when you should be sleeping, <laughs> like all that stuff, you know? So obviously there's going to be things that you are passionate about and just start to write them down. Like you don't need to find the one thing, like just start to write them down. And then start to think about what are you good at? What skill sets do you have? Or what sort of experience have you been through or like overcome something? So maybe it's something that you already know really well how to do, or maybe it's a life transformation that you have made in your life and start to write down all of those things as well. And then start to think about what ultimately could you call in money for? So what is like profitable out of those things so what what are people willing to invest in in order to get those answers and you can do this by like looking obviously on google and start to have a look like you know you start to write questions in google like what is xyz like there's going to be a lot of search results obviously coming up and you can see like you know if there's been like threads about it and things like that lots of people asking the questions or maybe there's already similar courses and things out there like that like starting to look at that because obviously like if lots of people are asking those questions like lots of people want the answers so obviously it's something that's going to be profitable so people will be able to invest in working with you in order to get those answers or to go through some sort of transformation. And this works like for coaches and it also works for product-based businesses. Like don't think that this is just specific to service-based. And then basically start to look like a Venn diagram, like those three circles, where do those things overlap? And there's going to be that sweet spot in the middle, like that little spot in the middle that they're going to overlap. And then that is literally it. And you might not have it, like defined down to the letter at the beginning, but give yourself permission to go, that's okay. But I'm going to start there and then take action that's going to give me more clarity because I'm a very big believer that action creates clarity. The more that you do, the more clarity you have. And it's certainly true for me in my business. You know, I started off and all I spoke about was manifestation because that was what was like that was what I was passionate about at the time. You know, that's what I was going through. And it's still such a proponent of everything that I do now. But the more action that I took, the, the more clarity I got around, okay, cool. Well, now I want to help female entrepreneurs. And then it became very clear on an online business and online business merging the spirituality side with the strategy side. But that's happened over the duration of the last couple of years. I didn't start off with that very specific level of clarity, knowing mm-hmm. exactly the person that I serve. I just started off, with what I knew and I stepped into that fully. And like I said, took some action knowing that the next step would be revealed to me. And it just kept going like that. So go through that process, do those three things, find your sweet spot and literally just start there and know that when you do the clearer it's going to get. Yeah. I love that so much. Like just dropping the need to figure it all out right now. I completely relate to that because even for myself, like two years ago, if you were to tell me, Oh, you're going to be like a spiritual 
entrepreneur. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right? I started my business like I am like an online marketing, social media specialist, coach, consultant type of thing. And that just evolved. And for sure, like if we were to just sit there and be like, oh, let me think about what it's going to look like. It's not going to happen. And it's really about going out there to take action, get the feedback and implement and just reiterate. If something works, cool, do more of it. If you love it, awesome, do more of it. If it doesn't, then change it up. And that kind of goes into my next question as well, which is around once you have an idea for early stage entrepreneurs and it's like, okay, now it's time to show up online and share my message. I know that one of the top years coming up is well, I need to be perfect. What if I'm not perfect enough? What if I don't know enough? Like, what if people judge me? Like, I need to be put together. I know I was once there as well. So what's your take on that? And how do you think entrepreneurs can best show up as their most unapologetic self online? Yes. Oh my gosh. Such a good question. <laughs> I had an interview on my podcast recently with um, Sam Laura Brown. She is amazing and she helps perfectionists to overcome perfectionism. So it's a really good episode anyone wants to listen to that or go check her out she's incredible um we spoke so much about perfectionism and i i literally was like oh, you just described the entire <laughs> five years of my life holy shit like, <laughs> all the nerves but honestly like my message around this would be like please lean into the fact that you as you are is enough and if you can tap into that and go okay all right like I'm enough. Like you don't need to put this pressure on yourself to be perfect and realize, and it gets thrown around all the time, but like take messy action. It's seriously so true. Like don't, if, okay. If you sit in the energy of like, this has to be perfect before I put this out there, mm -hmm. realize that that is holding you back from the people who need you right now. And so don't make it about you, make it about them, make it about being of service. And instead of being like, so you focus because again, that's tapping back into the ego of like, what are people going to think of me? That fear of judgment, all those sort of things, release that and go into the place of how can I be of service right here in this moment right now? That means get that shit out there. Don't worry about editing it 12,000 times or feeling like <laughs> you have the perfect lighting or the camera that isn't, you know, high quality enough. People don't care about that shit. I can promise you now. I used to <laughs> I really, really did. And I was the person I was like, gotta go out and get all the tech stuff. Like, no, if you've literally, if you've got a phone, you've got everything that you need right now. Like get started, press record, like get your message out there. It's not about the level, like obviously quality is important. Don't get me wrong. And I still love things to be very beautiful, but I don't allow them to hold me back. And especially for people who are getting started. Okay. Because when you're getting started, you don't have a team that's helping you with those things. And I'm first to say, I know that very well. We've expanded our business from literally a one woman show in July of last year. I retired my partner, James, he's now in the company. And in literally over the last couple of months, we've gone from, it was me and James to now there's seven of us. And so like the shift has been insane, but I was someone who was trying to do everything by myself. And again, like I have those like burnout tendencies if I'm not careful and I can really hustle so I can get so much shit done, but it, it's, it's almost unnecessary to put that much pressure on yourself to make everything be so perfect when you can take a step back and focus on the creating side more than anything and tapping into like what needs to come through from me and how can I just get that message out there now rather than feeling like it has to be so edited and put together because people resonate to the message. People resonate to your energy. They don't resonate to the world's most perfect captions across the bottom of a video. Like, <laughs> 
great, obviously, but it doesn't have to be, don't let that hold you back from putting it out there would be my biggest thing because people need your message right now. Yeah, so true. And I think that like in today's space as well is that I think we're kind of shifting from that paradigm of like everything being so perfect and curated on social media to just like, this is reality. There are days when I am more put together and days where I'm like, I'm just really having a terrible day and this is how I'm getting through it. So I think that it's just so empowering for us to be like, you know what, it's not about making it perfect because at the end of the day, who is it like, who is it perfect to anyways, right? By whose standard is it perfect? So just get it out there and get the message out. So I absolutely love that. And in talking about that as well, I want to dive into what were some of the biggest learning moments in your business journey so far? Perhaps some quote unquote failures that may have happened. Maybe you're like, oh, that wasn't perfect enough or anything else that might've held you back in the moment. But now you can look back and see exactly how they have happened for you. What were some of those key moments for you? Mm, Such a good question. Well, obviously like the biggest one is from the, like the last business that I thought was my purpose. Like, <laughs> really, like that is, yeah. that is quote unquote failure. Like, but I don't believe in failure at all. Like I just believe like that literally you cannot fail. Like it's all just a lesson. It's all just something that's helping you to learn something else that you need to learn that either helps you to know something else or it helps you to show up differently for people who need you, or it gives you some sort of lesson that you're able to teach later on. So that would be, I would say like the biggest failure, I guess that has happened like through my journey. But like I said, it, for me, it was the biggest turning point in terms of what's gone on in my business since then, I would say, I again, not a failure, but for a long time thinking that I had to just do it all by myself and that I could. And so, like I said, even, you know, I was a one woman team for a really long time and probably looking back, I would encourage myself to open up to investing in growing my team probably a little bit earlier. Um, and no matter what that looks like, and it doesn't have to be the world's, you know, you're not taking someone on full time, but just like a couple of hours to like start helping you out as soon as you possibly can, when you have the ability to invest back into your business, like obviously I've been investing in my personal development side for a really long time, but I neglected the the business side of like investing and growing a team because I was like, no, no, it's good. Like I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. It's fine. Like I've got all the shit together. And also I am someone that, and I'm first to say this, like for a long time, I was like, well, no one can really do it the way I do it. And <laughs> yeah. Such a three thing. Yeah. And as much as it's like, oh, sorry guys, like, you know, to say that, like, that is me admitting something that I'm like, look, it's not the thing that I'm the most proud of, but I have grown so much through this experience. And now I am the first person to be like, who wants to take this? Like, I do not want to do this. But literally six months ago, I was like, no, 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 I can set it up. I'll set up the payment checkout. I can do the graphic design. I can do the sales page building, like all the things. And I wonder why I was so exhausted and working, you know, 12 hour days and feeling like I wasn't doing anything else. And, you know, even our relationship, like there were moments where it was like, you know, not anything horrible, but like, I felt like I wasn't showing up the way that I needed to for our relationship and thing that brought a lot of guilt for me, like all those sort of things. So that would be one thing that I would say, like, I've definitely learned that lesson. And now, like I said, I've got the most beautiful team and I'm so excited and we're continuously expanding. Um, and it's allowing me to have a far bigger impact and truly to step into my zone of genius and to create so much more. I'm getting even more clarity in my life and in my business around 
even more so around what I'm here to do. And it allows more divine downloads to come through and more creativity and allows me to show up more and to create more of what my audience needs from me so that they can then step into their power and rise and transform the whole world. And like that has come from me creating space in my life and in my business by letting go of things that I didn't need to be doing anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. I have totally had those like controlling tendencies as well. Like, oh, nobody else can do it. But really inviting in help is everything. And especially like in those moments where, you know, things are a bit more tough and you know that you need to develop deeper patience and also trust in the process. What has your experience been like in the area of patience and trust? And what are some of your top tips for entrepreneurs who are right now needing both of those things? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, so with the patience and trust side of things, and, and this is another mantra I literally live by. I say it on my podcast all the time. I feel like I need to get shirts made up or maybe <laughs> on my other sleeve and get it tattooed. Yeah. <laughs> it is all happening in divine timing. Mm. There's literally, I live by it. And you yeah. just need to realize like the universe is always delivering and it is going to be delivered to you exactly as it is meant to when it is meant to. And although you feel like it's not happening fast enough for you. And I used to be that person all the time. It's not happening fast enough. I've got to move quicker, not achieving enough in a fast enough amount of time. When you focus on that, number one, you basically like wishing your life away. So come back into the present moment and what can you celebrate right now that's already happening for you. And number two, lean into the fact that if it hasn't happened for you just yet, maybe you're not quite the version of you that you need to be to be able to receive it. And I have, this has happened for me. I've seen and heard so many stories about this where people are like, you know, I thought I wanted to receive that thing then, but if that thing had been delivered to me when I thought that I wanted it, I would not have been fucking ready. Like, (laughs) and so going through and realizing like, okay, maybe there's something that I need to just be open to that needs to shift so that I can be able to receive that thing. Be open to that and just trust. It's going to come exactly when it's meant to. There's literally no way it's not going to work out for you. Yeah, I love that. And something that I found helpful too, is just like looking back in your past to see how have things already worked out for you in divine timing. And that helps you build that evidence to be like, oh, wait, if it has worked out in the past, then why wouldn't it work out right now? (laughs) So true. So true. I love that. I love it. Okay. So my next question for you is what are some of your top tips or guidance when it comes to being a magnet for soulmate clients? So for spiritual entrepreneurs who are like, okay, I've got my message. I know who I want to help. I know how I want to help them transform. What are some of those tips to attract in those people? Mm, so good. I talk about this so much. I'm so glad you asked this. Um, honestly, give yourself permission to show up unapologetically would be my biggest first tip. So if at the moment you feel called to be a little bit of a different expression of who you are right now, <laughs> into that. and I first to say, if you don't know what I look like, I have a side shave, like the whole side of my head shaved. And then I've got a big sleeve tattoo like and I was not this person I used to be like blonde and also my hair is dark I used to be like blonde center part pencil skirts didn't do anything that was like (laughs) and I fucking hated it and I always was like I would look at girls who had like you know side shaves or tattoos or like anything wild like fun piercings and stuff and be like 
I wish I could do that. Like I literally, I would, and I remember saying it all the time. And I remember this one moment I was in the barber because James was getting his hair cut and this woman walked in. She had the coolest hair. It was all shaved around like the sides and the back. And then the top was like this blonde, it, I guess a mohawk, but she had it in like a little like top knot. And I was like, it looks so amazing. I love it so much. And I was like, I, I wish I could do that. I want to do that. And in that moment, I was like, then give yourself damn permission to do it. Like, yeah. why do you not do it? And it wasn't long after that. I think it was like a week later, I went to my hairdresser and I said, <laughs> pick up your clippers and she was like what do you mean and I was like I need you to shave my head today and she was like no 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 like she didn't <laughs> want to do it at all she was like I do not want to do it I think that is a bad idea because she knew the representation of me that I had been putting across like she just knew that version of me and I was like no like I need you to do this I fought her on it for a bit she was like fine all right shaved it and she was like holy shit like I see you so differently this suits you so much you just seem like a whole other person and I felt liberated in that moment. Like for me, it was like, I walked out of, she ran a business from home. I walked out of her house, a whole other person, like my energy elevated. It was a whole other vibe. And I just was like, can't fucking mess with me. Like this is who I am. I, literally James rocked up and like he picked me up and he was like, shit, you did it. Like I didn't even tell him when I went in that that was what was going to happen. And he was like, good for you. And I've had this for like two years now. And then the tattoos came after. Anyway, seriously, the whole point of that is like, let yourself be the fully expressed version of you and know that that is going to call in your people. Anybody that has an issue with it, not your people, like let them go. And it's funny because we're talking about who I'm going through this in the moment in my business, this whole big thing about the word fuck and you know, how <laughs> and shared it. And I won't go into the whole story because it's a bit long unless you want me to, but um, it's incredible. Like showing up and sharing that word and, the, I think the you should, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but I think you should share that story. Yes, please Okay, do. all right. So basically, long story short, I sent out and I send a lot of emails. I love to show up on email for my audience. And I sent out an email that um, was a journal prompt and it was fire. Like, and it had the word fuck in it. And I can't exactly remember what the prompt is off the top of my head, but it had the word fuck in it. Like, you are fucking enough or something like that. Anyway, and I got an email back, just one from a lady who wrote back, um, in capitals, unsubscribed. I don't appreciate the foul language. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure. And I sort of sat with it. And then I was like, you know what? Like, honestly, I just release you so much with so much love. Like, and I literally responded to her and I wrote back like, no worries at all, hun. Like, totally get it. I release you fully with so much love. And I really hope that you find someone that you are so aligned with. Like, and I meant it so sincerely. And it was so important to me to then share that with my audience because I want people to like, I could have gone into, oh shit, like she didn't like it. Maybe I shouldn't swear. Like, oh my gosh, what if other people don't like it? And started to filter myself and the way that I was showing up because of one person that emailed me back. And it's really easy to slip into this because you don't get feedback all the time from all the people that love what you're doing, yeah. but there are generally going to be a couple of people who might get their nose out of joint and they don't feel aligned with it and they will reach out and tell you. So then it can be easy to go, oh, does everyone feel like this? Anyway, so I was like, no, nope, not everyone feels like this one lady and she's not aligned with me. And so I was like, okay, I need to tell my audience about this. So I wrote out this whole email and it was, it was a lot of fire in it. Like it was, my energy was like on fire when I was writing it out. And it was just very along those lines of same thing of like, do not be, do not allow yourself to be filtered. Like you get to show up as you. People who are your people will celebrate the shit out of it. And people who are not your people, let them go. Release them so that you can make room for the right people to come in. Like seriously, let it go and do it from a place of love. 
And I wrote this email and the subject line in all capitals was (laughs) unsubscribed due to foul language. And this is where it gets really good. Basically what happened, we're in the transition at the moment of changing over our domains. There's a branding change happening at the moment. And so in our email service provider, we had switched over the domain and it had defaulted to send from admin because that's like the beginning of the email address. I didn't realize that. And so I sent out my email to nearly 4,000 people defaulting from admin. So it literally popped up in people's inboxes saying admin unsubscribe due to foul language. <laughs> so understandably people got that and were like, what the shit? Like they're in tr- I'm in trouble for something. Like a lot of people have told me that and I didn't even know, like I sent this email out thinking it was coming from Taylor Ray. Like everyone was used to seeing me show up like that anyway. So no problems. And obviously it was a bit of a wild title, but like it obviously got amplified by the word admin and I didn't realize. And then James said to me, Oh babe, do you know that, you just sent that out from admin. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, it's showing up in my inbox. Like admin says like unsubscribe due to foul language. And I was instantly, initially I was like, Oh shit. And then I was like, you know what? I don't even care. I was like, again, the first thing I said to myself, like this is happening for you, not to you. Like there's a reason that this is happening. This should be interesting. Let's see what happens. Like maybe it'll help more people to, you know, open it up. And I seriously affirmed to myself in that moment and I just said, like, I am unavailable for people who have an issue with this. Like, if they have an issue with it, not my people, unsubscribe. I, you, like, obviously, you're just not meant to be in this space anyway. Because if you don't like that email, you're probably not going to like anything else. Um, and so that was what I said. And I literally shut my laptop and I didn't think about it. And the next morning, I woke up to an open rate on my... And I've never had anything like this ever. <laughs> 54%, over 54, I think it's at 56 now, of because it was only the other day, of my subscribers opened that email like and I've never had an open rate so high in my life and it goes beyond that it wasn't just that that many people opened it it was that my inbox was flooded with people responding to me saying holy shit fuck yes this is what I needed to hear love the way that you show up thank you for helping me to give permission to myself I've been going through this I've been worrying like everything like I got dms people were texting me I had my emails going off like everything like it was insane and honestly it just comes down to the fact of like i said like happening for you not to you but also just affirming the fact that like my people love the way that i show up and i come from such a place of service in everything that i do even in like a sales email there's never a sales email that i send out that i don't feel like aligned with because i'm always giving value in it anyway and that comes back to what you were asking before where it's like you know how do you call in your soulmate clients number one be of like be your unapologetic self like show up and don't feel to yourself and two just be of service and that was what i said to myself like whoops well i sent it out from admin but oh well the people who are aligned with me are going to get massive value out of it anyway and they're not even going to care and they more than not cared they loved it <laughs> and like Side note to it, like, yes, we had 86 people unsubscribe. And like, uh, to me, that's nothing out of 4,000. And also, I celebrate all the people that unsubscribe because again, not your people. And then making room for the right people to come in. So just literally release them fully. Never be upset about people who unsubscribe from you or who stop following you. Like, celebrate it. Be like, okay, cool. Like, we're not aligned. That's no worries. I release you. And I know that I'm just making room for the right people. Yeah, I love it. And the universe was totally working for you in that moment. That's like, how can we get even more people to see this message? Because as I was telling you earlier, when I woke up and I was checking my email, that was like one of the first things I saw. I'm like, wait, what? Admin says unsubscribe. What's going on? Let's scroll all the way down. I was like, wait, who's this email from? I was like, oh, Tay, 
Yay, popping on in. I know. And honestly, like I just believe that the universe gives you the messages that you needed to hear and for me and for everyone. And so I just believe that so many people needed to hear that message. Like, and so I had to do that little, you know, quote unquote mistake. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a mistake. It was what was meant to happen so that that many people would receive it who probably wouldn't have opened it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing all of those tips with us. And my other question relating to attracting in clients is that, you know, sometimes we can be doing all the right things. Like, let's say that we are showing up as our most unapologetic self. We are giving a lot of value. We're being of service, but we're not seeing the results still, the monetary results because of deeply rooted money mindset blocks. Have you experienced this in the past and how are you able to release them and align with your most abundant self? Because I know that, you know, in the realm of spirituality, there are still people who think, well, I'm spiritual. Like I shouldn't charge a lot for my services or I shouldn't be making a lot of money because I'm spiritual. So how do you navigate through that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so glad you asked this. I do see it so much where people do really they get into that energy of like, you know, well, you know, I'm spiritual and I want to be of service. So like, I shouldn't really be charging for this. Like, yeah. and I like totally understand. And also like first to say, I came from a real scarcity mindset, like wild scarcity mindset growing up. And then, you know, that transitioned into my adult life. And I've had to do so much work to shift my money mindset. And obviously the entrepreneurial journey helps with that a lot. Like, cause obviously you, you come up against a lot of challenges and a lot of like, like risks and things like that, that you've really got to, feel into and go, okay, cool. Like I'm willing to move forward anyway. So it's been the most incredible learning journey for me. Um, and so I really understand if you are in that place right now. And the first thing that I will say to people who are like, Oh, you know, I don't really know if I should be charging a lot for this. I should basically be giving it away for free. Realize like number one, that's a disservice to you, but it's also a disservice to your audience. So with that, what I mean by that is number one, like you are worthy of massive fucking compensation for your life. So money is energy. So when we are selling something, anything to anyone, that is literally just an energy exchange. Money is the representation of the energy and your services or your product is the energy that gets given in exchange. So it needs to be an equal energy exchange. So don't think about it like, Oh, but it's just a PDF workbook or it's just a, you know, a journal or a physical product or whatever it is that you sell. It's not just that. It's about the transformation that you are helping someone to make. You're helping them to up level their life in some way as a result of going through this, this interaction with you of this investment with you. And so lean into that. What is the value of that? And then realize like that energy exchange needs to be compensated because it needs to be equal. It's the law of divine compensation. So it has to be equal. And so tap into that and realize like you are worthy of being paid in exchange for what it is that you're doing. But also on the side of like being a disservice to your audience, if things are free, think about this. Like how many things have you got in your inbox that you're like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll opt in for that cool thing. That'll help me so much. But because it was free, you didn't really care. So it just went into your inbox and you never did anything with it or like something that you bought for like a couple of bucks while you were out. Like it goes into the shelf and you your drawer and you never even bloody opened it and it's still sitting in there. Like it's, it's the same when people invest in themselves and they invest in something that is when they pay attention. So like the transformation is actually in the transaction. So when someone invests in something, they are investing their money, but then they're actually actually making that commitment to themselves to actually do the work and to commit to the up levels. And also, I feel like I could just go on a tangent of all the money things, but 
seriously, when someone spends money, like they are, they are opening themselves up to, to receive more abundance. So you're really, you're letting go of money knowing like I'm doing this, knowing that more is on its way to me. So when I invest in something, everything I invest in, I'm like, I love doing this because me investing in this, in myself, in my business is opening me up to receive 10 times this investment. Like that is the energy I go into with everything I invest in. So I'm never scared about spending the money because I'm like, of course I'll spend this money because I'm going to call in 10 times in 10 times that amount in return as a result of going through these up levels. Like, of course I would do this. So realize that for your audience as well, they are investing and they're getting a huge transformation out of it, whatever it is that you help them with, but they're also opening themselves up to receive more because they're stepping into an abundance mindset. And when you invest in yourself from a place of abundance, you're letting go of scarcity entirely and you're going, yep, there's always more available. There's always more coming to me. I celebrate that there's always more on its way and then they're going to open themselves up to receive more. So hopefully that answers your question. There's like a lot of little points people can take out of that, but hopefully there's something for everyone. I love how passionate you are about this topic. You're like on fire. I can like feel yeah. the energy. <laughs> Cannot talk enough about this. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I love that mantra that you said like the transformation is in the transaction like you should also put that on your t-shirts by the way <laughs> i feel like i need to make about 20 t-shirts i've got so <laughs> many little quotes <laughs> no it's so true like i remember when i first started on this journey too i would go attend every single webinar download a bunch of guides free pdfs and it's like i never really looked at it i would like skim it but then it's like okay yeah whatever it was free but then when i was investing it's like no like i am not only investing for this information, but it's like the symbol of investing in myself of what's possible for me. So a thousand percent. And I think it also taps into the universal law of giving and receiving, right? Mm -hmm. We are always in energetic exchange. So yes, you are giving money, but at the same time, you are receiving value. You are receiving that transformation for yourself and your business. So I love those points. Um, and now I would love for you to walk us through what your typical morning looks like. Like, do you have certain morning rituals that are non-negotiable and how do you like to start your day? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> your eyes lit up. <laughs> I'm obsessed with my morning ritual and I'll preface this by saying, I'm going to give you all the details around exactly what I do. And then I've got like a six step process that's in one of my courses. I'll give it to you guys so that you can mm -hmm. build out your own little rituals. But what I will say is, and I'm saying this because I used to be someone who like wanted to replicate other people's morning routines and put heaps of pressure on myself to be like, okay, well, Tim Ferriss does this. So that's <laughs> what you know, so, and that then ultimately set me up for failure, quote unquote failure, because it, you've got to find what's aligned with you. So what I recommend is like, look at lots of people. This is what I did. Look at lots of people and then take from what they do little bits and then put it together in a way that aligns with you. Don't feel like, okay, well, Tay says this and that's what helps her with success. So I have to do exactly that because guess what? Tay doesn't have any kids. Tay works from <laughs> So like, it's very easy for me to be like, yeah, I wake up at 5am and I've got this beautiful morning routine and then my work day doesn't start until 8.30. So I've got three and a half hours for me in the morning and I fucking love it. But that isn't going to work for everyone. And that's why I want to give you guys that the six steps and I'll get to it in a bit so you can build out what suits you in your sort of time frame. And like I said, take out of mind what you love, but then look at, you know, Ella and things that she does and she might do a couple of things you like and then someone else. So like just build out what feels good to you. What my routine looks like. So like I said, I wake up at 5am 
I have a warm lemon water with, which I've literally got in front of me right now, Ooh, warm lemon water with Himalayan salts, like a little crack in there. Um, and then I get ready. And also I've already put my clothes out the night before. So this makes it really easy, but I get dressed in my stuff and I go and I do F45. I don't know if you guys have that, but it's a bit like a workout. It's like a huge mm. thing in Australia. Um, Orange Theory, I think is very similar. Um, so yeah, I do an F45 class in the morning, a 6am class, and then I come home. Um, and then I generally will jump straight into the shower and I always, 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 often I'll just have straight cold shower, but sometimes it will be warm and I'll always do a cold blast at the end. So just so good for like shifting your energy. There's like all things I could go into, but it's just really, really good. Look into it. Um, so having like the cold shower. And then what I do is I will sit on my balcony and I will journal and I will meditate and something that I'm obsessed with and I can't stop doing it at the moment is something that I call divine flow state. So I ask myself like, what is on my heart to write? And I have a Google doc and I just write, like I literally just type out type and like, I have got so many pages of stuff that I've written in there. Who knows what it will become <laughs> a book maybe. Um, but oftentimes I'll use that for content for like emails mm -hmm. or um, captions and I always do, for, do it from a place of like this is what I have to say so like it's for someone so I always like channel that through um, and I'll also back it up a little bit when I finish having my shower I always listen to a podcast as well so I'm always listening to something and then yeah I have a smoothie and get into my day and then I have like daily non-negotiables in terms of like checking in with my team and things like that um, getting back to urgent things and then I just get into like the creative side of my life and my business. And I have like pillars for each of my day for what goes on. So like a CEO day and then like a video day and a podcast recording day, a client call day. And so it's all structured like that. And then I let myself get into the main crux of the day. Ooh, I love that. I love this divine flow state exercise. I think I'm going to try that too. Just journal out some ideas and just let whatever comes out to come out. It's amazing. I just realized I didn't tell you the six step thing. So people are probably like, oh, what? <laughs> so, I can't leave you guys hanging. It's called the MAJEM process. So it's a super easy acronym for you. So M-A-J-E-M. -E so basically the first part of it is movement. So moving your body in some way, honoring the fact that your body loves to move. That's what it's made for. Um, and then A is affirmation. So whatever way that looks good for you, whether you have them written on your mirror and you say them to yourself while you're brushing your teeth or you write them out or you've got them recorded and you listen to them whatever way. So your affirmations about, you know, whatever it is that you want to feel into. Um, J is for journaling. So like I said, I'm so big on journaling. I, I'm obsessed with journaling. I can't get enough. I use it all the time in the morning, but in the, in the night, like all the time. Um, e is for energy. So like shifting your energy. And for me, that is obviously the cold, um, I was going to say the cold podcast, the cold shower and listening <laughs> to a podcast that helps me. Hit. And M is meditation. So just meditating. So those are the six things that I recommend incorporating in and meditation doesn't have to be the 20 minute ritual sitting down and sage is burning. Like it could be like a minute of breathing deeply to yourself and just being, you know, like, and this is what I was saying before, like you might have kids or you might have a nine to five that you have to go to. Like, don't feel like doing this major process has to be an hour ritual. It's something that you could fit in, in like 10 minutes. Even if the movement portion is just stretching for a couple of minutes to just like limber up your body, like figure out what feels good to you in that six step process. And you don't have to do all of them. Just like, one day you might just love doing the affirmations and the journaling and another day you might do a bit of movement and some meditation, like, but pick out of those six things, 
what feels good to you and just build out a root, a ritual and a routine that feels good and be open to it shifting as well. I used to put heaps of pressure once I had it down pat that I couldn't change it. But now I just give myself permission and the order I just gave you, sometimes that order will switch up and that's fine. And I don't harbor any guilt because that's such a low vibration energy. Like don't ever feel bad. Just trust again what feels good to you and go from there. Yeah, I love it. It's not about like needing to do all the things, but just once again, tuning into what feels good and yeah. just allowing yourself to be guided during that day to do whatever it is that you want to do. I absolutely love, love, love it. And so what are some exciting things coming up for you and in your business? Oh my gosh, so many things. So like I was saying to you before, it was my birthday the other day and my friend who's so into astrology, she messaged me being like, it's your sudden return. And I <laughs> astrology. So I'm like, what's that? And she told me it's like the undoing of everything to make room for like amazing bigger things that are coming and like any resistance that's been there, you know, it's, it's all about to go away and it's all about to shift. And she said, some people really find that stressful, but I was like, I think that's so exciting. Like I got really like, yes. And honestly, it's exactly what's happened. So at the moment we've just, like I said, we've expanded our team so much, but oh, I've just got so many exciting things and something that I've given myself permission so much to lean into more and more is like, I've, I've always said like, yes, I'm the queen of like blending the woo with the work, but I feel like lately I've just stepped into that even more unapologetically. And I want what I'm shifting into is more of owning like exactly what it, what you guys need in terms of building out your online businesses and coming from that place of spirituality with it. So mm-hmm. all of the side of things that go with, you know, building an online business, you know, whether that is creating a podcast and that's definitely something that's going to be coming out soon. So I'm going to be working on a course in terms of like creating a podcast, like in terms of like what your purpose is with that and how to do it. So like for me, blending like the mindset side of it with obviously all of the systems based things and how you run it and how you get guests and reach out and all that sort of stuff. So those sort of things, like the Instagram side of things, like systems, automations, all those sort of things. I think for me for a long time, this is where the shift has come. I was like, Oh, like you can obviously look at it and go like, Oh, that's very masculine. And I think that I sort of held my back myself back from stepping into that fully. And so I focus more on the empowerment side of things and obviously the limiting belief side of things. And my private clients, I obviously help with this so much, but I not developed anything from like a course standpoint that was yeah. very specific. I do have one course that's all about creating your own online course. We're actually launching it right now. Um, and so that's amazing, but th- and that's got a lot of systems in it, but no, no, there's so many other things that I feel so called to step into. And I feel like for me, and this is what the whole shift has been about is like, I'm about to bridge that gap. So like, let's let go of the stigma that systems are bad and that it's too masculine and fuck that. Like, that's, what's going to get you in front of the people who need your light. Like, please realize it's not a bad thing. Like that's you being of service. And so I just feel like that's what I'm here to do is to help people, women to realize like your message is needed. You're here for more. Let's step into that unapologetically. And now I'm going to show you exactly how to do it from that place of total fucking alignment. And I am so excited about it. (laughs) I love it. I can feel that energy. You're just like on fire again. (laughs) So tapped in. Yeah. And like, I completely agree. Like even for myself, I know that for a long time, like especially in 2019, I was really avoiding like trackers, spreadsheets, 
systems because yeah. I'm like, oh, like that's too masculine. That's too hard. Then I realized for some reason, it's like, wait, I did that very well in my corporate job. But for some reason, it's just like, like applying it to my own business. I couldn't wrap my head around it. But even in the last, like, I guess, month and a half of 2020, I've been building out spreadsheets, organizing things and the flow that comes in from that, like properly tracking my income, my expenses. Like I have called in so much more abundance because I know what I am directly calling in and I'm tracking it. So it's just like mind blowing, like the simplest little things. Isn't it? And it's, it's like, it's so funny because setting the masculine systems in place is what gives you space to tap into the feminine energy to allow more creation. And that's what I want to help women to realize. And like we're talking about before, I know that there's so many beautiful light workers out there who have these incredible gifts who don't necessarily know the masculine side of things and don't know the system space and the strategies and things like that. And so although they've got these incredible gifts, they find it really, really hard to get that out there and to reach the people. And it's, I get asked about it so much. Like, you know, how do I, how do I reach more people? How do I grow my audience? Like, how do I, how do I, you know, all the things like set up to be able to take payments, like all that sort of stuff. And so to me, that's so important because I'm like, holy shit, again, you deserve to be compensated for the light that you share and people need your fucking light. So like, let's put those two things together and help you to take the steps that you need to take. So yeah, it's very exciting. I feel like it's yeah. the beginning of some very big things. So yeah. I can't stop thinking about it. Even last night, I was in bed and I woke up with an <laughs> idea. Like it just that came straight through me around exactly what this course was going to be called. And so like I've got all these courses that I'm just like, I'm planning them out. It's not, I'm not even trying. Like it's just mm. coming on through. And I think that, again, that comes back to when you're in alignment and you just realize like you're a co-creator with source and you tap into that. There's no pressure. It just gets to be very easy and very flowy. And it just comes through because you are literally the messenger for all of it. Yeah, it's just magic that pours through. I love it. And if you were to create for yourself one mantra to reaffirm your badassery, what would it be? So good. Um, Just going to tap into this. And uh, so what I would say, you are fucking enough and you are worthy Mm-hmm. of literally everything in this life and you are here for so much for so much impact and you are so worthy of the next level income in exchange for the life that you bring to the world Woo-hoo-t! love it and just throwing <laughs> in the fucking in there i love it <laughs> <laughs> look i can't help myself i really hope that's not an issue because i feel like you're gonna have to do a lot of editing no i love it Big i am all for that i swear all the time so i love it Awesome. So where can my audience and the listeners of this podcast come hang out with you and learn more about you? Yes, please do. Um, so on Instagram, I'm at Taylor Ray Peters, same on Facebook. I've got a Facebook group. You guys can join as well. Um, the podcast is what I love to show up on the podcast. Here's the thing. I'm going to let you guys in on like a little insider information. It's currently called Strong Babe Collective, but we are rebranding and shifting and we're about to become the collective. So you're hearing it here first. So depending on when this episode airs, either search Strong Babe Collective or the collective on all the podcast platforms and you'll find it. Um, And you can come and hang out as well. Um, TaylorRay.com.au is my website and you can find all the good stuff. Amazing. And we will drop the links 
down in the show notes so that you guys can easily access and go hang out with Tay. Yay! Thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing with us your light, your beautiful energy, your enthusiasm. It is absolutely magnetic and so infectious. I love it. Thank you, darling. My absolute pleasure. It's honestly been so fun and I just love talking to you. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me in today's episode. Because you're a part of the collective, I know you're a visionary woman ready for more. And I'm here to remind you that the world needs your life. If you love this episode or know somebody who would, please share it to your IG stories and tag me at Tay Official. And if you want to show some love for the podcast, please head on over and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss all of the magic coming here soon. For more support, check out the episode show notes, my courses, services, and digital products by heading over to taylorray.com.au. Big love, babe. And until then, go and shine that beautiful light. The world is waiting for you.